0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. <laughs> me Nicole, I love this, you know. Pool party, me a hey, every come along. and sun in the summer sun. If you want to jump come Comb. Goffy umbrella for go this on a bone. <laughs> the young gall, them I bring it down in a bikini, them in a pretty tongue. You know for shine, y'all bring it come If you want a fool, fool man, give it bone. What more may come from you know? Pretty gall does our phones like coming
1: out. tax to grind. The Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick.
2: I'm Bob. And I'm Tom.
1: Did you guys hear me slink down to the ground while I said that?
2: No, what's going on? Your mic's making weird noises, but you know uh,
1: that's, that's par for the course. I might try, d- d- like last episode, I might dismantle it and put it back together while we're recording for the best sound. Um,
2: Pat likes to knock things. You ever see like there's um, a <laughs> there's a cat that stand up thing bumping mics? Oh sure, yes. So everything Pat says, yeah, he bumps the mic to <laughs> something else.
1: <laughs> no, I'm like I'm like the the vines of cats knocking things off of off the counters.
2: Um, yeah, like animals being assholes, whatever it's called. Yeah.
1: So, that's really I, funny. I am. I, I've been sick for like three days, and uh, now I. I. Everybody, what? Uh, Tom, there's a. Is it a Hot Water Music song? That's like, uh, or is it? It's a Gainesville Gainesville band. Maybe it's a uh, Against Me. Who, who has the song? Like tonight, we're giving it forty three percent or something like that. Is that Hot Water Music? Anyway, point is, <laughs> no, that's me. I'm given. I'm given this. Forty-five percent. You guys are going to have to push me the rest of the way up the hill because I'm I'm a. So ooh. is
2: this different? How's this different than any other time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sheesh. Break Break out an NBA comparison. Who's carrying the? T- who's has got to carry? Oh me? damn! I All mean, right, Bob we'll,
3: is Giannis. Okay, and Tom, you get to be Middleton Chris for Middleton. sure.
2: Pat Patrick, like,
3: Bobby Portis,
2: crazy eyes, crazy maybe. But Bobby Portis broke somebody's orbital. I don't think yeah, Pat's got that. Is reason. Pat Pat Connaughton? Maybe his dad would respect his games. That's true. This, you know, I mean, okay. if it was like too much, let's say, let's say, if this was, the Nets, like Bob would oh, yeah. be obviously be Durant. Uh huh. who are you? Hard be Kyrie. Harder. Okay. And oh, because, Pat's Kyrie. Why? Well, you know why? He's time too good. with Joe Harris.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man, I was trying to think of one of the weird lesser nets. Like, is Pat uh, Lamarcus Aldridge who had to retire like seven games into his Nets career?
2: Ooh. Right, or he's like he he's well, he's the opposite of uh, of Griffin. Yeah, who because, what a nice little story, right? Right, but like he's the opposite. So he's 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 Detroit Griffin for us. Oh. He's Nets Griffin for worst possible timeline. Oh, ooh, like, he stepped it up. And what is in drug church? Is he uh,
3: Clippers Griffin early? Yeah, he's Lob City. Yeah, dunking on people. All right. yeah, I think he's after and self-defense. He's maybe uh, he's Saturday Night Live Blake Griffin. Wow. Right. Like
2: I'm dating a Kardashian Griffin
3: wow. and do, doing weird things. Some people think it's really funny. Some people don't, but it's all good.
0: <laughs>
3: um, a shout out to uh, your your NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. Shout out Knox. Uh, I don't know if he's from Milwaukee or anything, but he he likes the Upper Midwest. So, Knox, you should be
2: a uh, Bucks fan. Um, Bob, let me ask you a question about that. Let's go. Maybe I'm cranky. Okay, go in. But there's nothing more in the world that annoy. Well, no, there's tons of things that annoy me, but I can't stand the the sixty five thousand people outside of a gym outside of the arena stadium okay vibe like toronto had that when the raptors were doing it at jurassic park yeah and like the Milwaukee, like i could never the deer district yeah there'd (laughs) be like 18 people outside of msg and they were just there because like the long island railroad canceled the train (laughs) like i don't know um okay it infuriates me because i feel like ah you're all fake
3: it's a so i will say this i looked at a friend friend of the podcast andy is in milwaukee this week I looked and said, "Oh, he's there. He's there for work. You know what? If I got one of these $200 round trip tickets, wouldn't be wouldn't be too sad to go to another finals game. Haven't yeah. been in a while. I went to Lakers Celtics finals in 08. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh four and change to get into the literal last row of the building. Um damn. So, whatever, but worth worth every cent worth every cent you know just people paying money for live events just do it it doesn't matter especially if it's something you're excited about you'll never regret the money you spent well, no, you're you will, gonna
2: but sp- you'll waste that on some other bullshit y- yeah sure.
3: you'll spend it on fucking pizza so yeah so i looked at it and i was like all right well let me see what tickets would be to game six in milwaukee for this Bucks suns game tom
2: standing room only guess <laughs> standing, standing room, room, only. room only game six yep uh, it's got to be like I bet you it's like thirteen hundred dollars or something.
3: Yep, right around there. Yep, it was like I think the cheapest I think I saw I could get into standing room for around eleven hundred. You want to see It it was around fifteen. So the sixty five thousand people outside said friend Andy who was in Milwaukee. At first I was like, oh you you might want to go check that out. It's kind of like seems like a lively scene. And then then I was showing pictures. He's like, oh that's a lot of. That's a lot of people. So, Patrick, there
2: were 65,000 people outside the arena. And, like, 17,000 inside.
1: What? Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Uh, uh,
2: but I don't know. Maybe I just hate seeing people having fun. I don't May
1: know. I feel that.
2: <laughs> like, I, I mean, I love the Mets, but if, like, I went to, a, like, a Met World Series game and it was, like, Game 7 and they were winning, and it was, like, 50,000 people outside of it, like, go the fuck home, watch on TV.
3: Yo, maybe, but, yo, what if it's a Game 7 at Citi Field... Mets win, and there's how? how what's City Field? 20K? Twenty k, 30 k? No, it's like
2: 45. 45. Okay, good.
3: Yeah. It's a bigger stadium. Okay, forty five k, and there's another fifty k outside.
2: And think about all how to get Rock on the on seven be. train. I was just thinking. Oh, you're right. There's there, there's- there would be an annoyance there. You're right. I don't think Milwaukee has those sort of infrastructure. No, but being like, oh, cool, they're running a seven train every ten minutes. I'll, I'll get home in three days. Yeah, yeah.
3: You're you're better off walking.
2: Yeah. Um, so. I just, I don't know. It feels very, it feels so like strange. I I also think
3: one of the locals told, told Andy that, yeah, it, it, it is cool. It will take you two hours to get back to the hotel, which was like four miles from there. So he's like, uh, I'm good on that. So, um, I agree large, large attendance things. It's tough. It's, it's not that different than a football stadium, except that they're sort of built to do that. You know, you go to a game in the Meadowlands. It's like 70 80k. Right. They have getting like out of there trains
2: like ready to roll. Mm-hmm.
3: And and getting out of there of the parking lots it's still not fun. It's still a hassle. No.
2: So. They've improved it over the years. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. like Shea Stadium as a kid. Like, you know, when the Mets were great in like the 80s and stuff, it was yeah. like trying to get out of there it was like, oh cool, it's like an hour and a half just to get to like Roosevelt Avenue. Like, awesome. Oh, but now I feel like they have like they've they've improved it. Like the city planners have figured it out for them.
3: For sure, for sure. Yo, Speaking of city planners. going oh, uh, to Sports Guys. Yeah. Um, I want to say big shout-outs to our sponsors, Death Wish, Inc., Run for Cover Records, <laughs> and the two that we're going to look at today very closely, Closed Casket Activities and To Live a Lie. Guys, we're going to start with To Live a Lie because it's a little quick. Uh, as I'm doing this, the web store is down, which means even more so I want people to go and buy stuff from them if the web store is down though patrick as somebody who is a music streamer futurist etc etc not a luddite what's a good way to support digital music and labels that isn't buying stuff from a web store
1: uh i mean look nobody loves you go to soundcloud you, yeah you go to, no, no, nobody loves my take on this which is that i think mp3s are cool and that i still think bandcamp is lit uh i mean i guess everybody thinks bandcamp is lit but that's where we're going but everybody you go to bandcamp here's the thing everybody uses it as just another streamer and it's just like the more obscure streamer let me hear the thing that what like uh, is being curated by the label directly etc cetera, etc cetera, which is all mm-hmm. cool but i'm still that fool that's paying for the mp3s and i urge you to join me
3: so, today, we are buying some MP3s. Um, we all have our favorites with To Live a Lie. So, you're going to go to com, which is a nice, fancy way. I like the presentation of their band camp. For now, though, we're going to go here, and we're going to do the random pick game. Um, Patrick, pick a row between 1 and 10. 9. Make it 1 and 15. I don't care. Nine. You're going to go 9? Let's do 9. 1. the best part of the podcast uh, pick <laughs> one between one and four one okay you are Ooh, this is a really good one this is the um the ugly lp entitled betrayal uh i seem to remember this record very hard but like this isn't pure fast core This is like a real mixer. Um, I think it's a cool record by a band who honestly might appeal to people who typically don't put themselves in the To Live a lie Fast Core, Grind Core world. Give this record a try. I I think this is a kind of cool LP. Tom, you're up now. Uh, Pick a row between 1 and 20. I'm
2: going to go 17 for Keith Hernandez.
3: Oh, boy. All right.
2: Sorry. Right, there's there's a <laughs> fan ball, 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 13, <laughs> 14,
3: 15, 16, 17. I'm there. I'm there. Okay. Boom. Row 17 between one and four. Four for Lenny Dykstra. Ooh, I love the sportsing today. All right. You are getting the undeserving by God's America. Completely unfamiliar. Yeah. But I'm looking at this. Okay. Um, Oh, okay. First song, 36 seconds, 27, 50, minute 20, 55, minute 19, 23, 48. I'm in. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm fascinated by this, and I like the band's name, God's America. Yo, so check this out, The Undeserving by God's America. I'm going to listen to this, and we'll talk about it next time we talk about To Live a Lie. And uh, my recommendation, just on a personal one, I'm going to pick row one, two, three, four, five, row five, and number four, which is the gel self titled seven inch. They have a new seven inch out on Atomic Action. This record's fucking great. So check that out to This is the band camp, camp music to, dot to live yeah. <sighs> Guys, with all that music listening though, the sun is out, it has been hot. Have either of you stood in the sun in the last few days?
1: Yeah, I made a critical no. critical mistake. And I, when I was really sick, I said.
2: Uh-huh. Walked around talking to your phone?
1: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> exactly. I, I made a
2: critical mistake being like, what do you guys think about the vaccine? Oh, it, <laughs> I'm going to go to fucking Whole Foods. Tom
1: you, Tom, you don't deal with this like I do. You, you, you don't.
2: Oh please tell me what I don't do. You,
1: you don't you don't uh, say things all day and then get in the shower later and go, oh shit! I got like f- forty messages. Why did I say anything today? You know what I mean? And that's what I'm thinking when I'm in the shower. I, I I every night it's like I get sober in the shower from like talking to people. Where I go, oh no, I talked to
3: people. Is twenty is twenty twenty two going to be the year of smooth brain, Patrick?
1: I hope to God.
3: For the love of God, I Jesus. hope to
1: God. The other day I was like I was like, oh I gotta I really gotta wake these people up on this and, and then I in the shower I was like, oh am I an idiot?" I was like what am I what the f- who the fuck gives a fuck
2: And you're not really mad at Bezos.
1: Yo, you want to hear the? There's yeah, no more trick it. There's no more unpopular take on this planet than hey, everybody, blame your lawmakers rather than private citizens for your misfortunes. People fucking hate it. <laughs> hate it. Dude,
2: people get That's like one of the only things you've ever said that I go, yeah, he's right. <laughs> Yo. No, you were on with that.
1: You know, pe- you think
2: he's wrong? No, no, he was on with that. I was, yeah, I, actually, that I was on. like, he's making sense.
1: No, thank you. They're <laughs> only.
2: The fucking, I mean, Bezos is all these dudes are scum, and you know these folks are scumbags. But like, they're playing with the rules that they've been dealt. Yeah, if if, if you, you change know. the rules, like they're not going to give you twenty five million dollars. Like they're not just going to do that.
1: No, uh, you,
2: like, you people act as if he took twenty five billion. Like like he's like you know like your old man like pulling out his fucking you know his money clip and being like <laughs> like licking his thumb and being like, yeah, it's twenty five billion. But b- build some housing. I mean. I also find it hard to believe that twenty-five billion dollars would be enough to house everybody. So that doesn't sound fiscally possible. Well, it's well, also here, hold fiscally and physically. It, hold
3: on, let's let's talk about this. Um, th- this is an interesting question because you're 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 not wrong and you're wrong. But let's say twenty-five billion, right? Okay, with a yeah. big B. That's the big big. Oh, can't even divide. You Can't even do it on here. Let me go to the big calculator. Hold on, um, <laughs> because the way to do it, you can't not everywhere is going to be us but what what's the let's guess the average. margin uh the average average home price in the united states
1: you know uh, it, let's talk about that real quick Do you want
3: to guess let's guess let's guess united states average home price
1: i'm going to say uh
3: $280,000 yeah i was going to say 250 wow uh patrick as a non-homeowner 287,000 wow jesus yeah, he's been studying. Okay, twenty five billion um, in New York City. Uh, two hundred eighty seven thousand gets you um,
2: a studio apartment in Sunnyside, Queens.
3: Like, yeah, and maybe maybe like deeper, further out. Like, that's not a lot. So that's you're not buying a house in New York. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, like twenty five, two hundred eighty seven thousand is getting you uh, a train ticket on Metro North one way <laughs> uh, as far as you can go, and then maybe you can afford something in the sticks. All right. So there's a billion. All right. I need one more. I need two more zeros. Okay. Let me divide that up. Um, how many Americans? 350 million? Yeah, but it's hard to right? tell you which somewhere. how
1: many of those are adults. So uh, it, It's fine. Because a lot of those people would be under the same roof.
3: All right. If we did... Yeah, it wouldn't work, you're right. Um, we could pay everyone $714. 25 trillion. But that's that doesn't totally work.
2: But anyways, right. I'm um, just thinking about like if they're building like, you know, supportive housing for people that mm-hmm. actually need support and not just, yeah. Here's a house, take care of it. Right. Yep. You know, it's those those buildings are fucking expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah. No you know, doubt. What I
2: mean? like, have like a, you know, an apartment building say in Manhattan that can house folks that need that ongoing support. Couple, you know, it's probably five million dollars. I mean, you
3: know, like let alone upkeep and let alone doing it. I mean, yes, those things. Right, even never mind. Even that building in Tulsa is is more than yeah. we're we're given the right. And, and Chicago to. needs
2: that. Miami needs that. And L A needs ten of them. And then you yeah. know, it's like yeah, so.
1: And, and to my point, when it comes down to lawmakers, is uh, at least in Los Angeles, what we're witnessing is a, a fine amount of money entering the system for these programs. However, all of the contracts go to uh, firms that pretty much squander this money and in more than one instance built uh, took took entitlements to build homes for the homeless then failed to do so and now owning the land sold it back to themselves so <laughs> it, the,
2: th- the point that it, seems illegal
1: it, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing though is that it's illegal like everything's it's not, illegal because they is, made the rules if yeah. there's only an <laughs> appetite to prosecute You know what I mean? Like, so I, I I just get very frustrated with people that like, I think it's totally acceptable to hate these billionaires if that's where your head's at, but I don't think it's, I think it's totally misguided to look at Bezos and, and Musk. It's like, yo, there's, there's 2,500 and change billionaires in the world. And if you think that these two guys are the worst offenders out there, even you're confused. (laughs) So like worry about the circumstance that creates these, what you would call incredibly inequitable and lopsided and unhealthy uh, inequalities. Worry about the people that you have voted for that have fucked you in this fashion instead of a bald fucking Lex Luthor looking ass villain, you know? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that, that, that's my spiel for um, today. I'm going to go I lay, th-
2: until a cowboy hat.
1: I'm gonna lay in the hat. I'm going to lay in the shower. Oh, okay? so
2: soon. Yeah, oh, that's definitely All right, rain. so what we
3: are getting to is that at Closed Casket Activities, ClosedCasketActivities.com, uh, if you are burnt by the sun or just burnt by the shine, the glare off Jeff Bezos' rich penis-looking head,
0: yeah.
3: uh, you need yourself a hat. True. Guys, there, there are three hosts of Axe to Grind. He has three band hats in his current web store availability.
1: I'll take the um, God's Hate.
3: The gate Creep... Oh, no, there's no God's Hate logo. We're going to do this. Three of us, we each get a hat. Each of us will pick who gets what hat. Okay, so so it'll be like, oh, Bob gets this, Pat gets this, and I'll take this, etc. cetera. Um, here's the three hats. Gate Creeper logo hat and splinter hat in the Regional Justice Center embroidered scales hat so <clears throat> my question let me know who wants to go first who gets what ha- which axe grind house gets which hat
1: so i think
2: i get the scales because i'm a lawyer oh, okay. oh see this is interesting so you're going scales okay what does patrick get he gets a splinter from end okay okay and
3: i, I know, get gate creeper ever- yes okay patrick who gets what
1: uh I'm going to give Tom gate creeper because I think he is the, the, the host that likes the band the most. Uh, very true. I yep. am going to, uh, I'll give you regional justice center because it is probably the closest to your musical taste as well. Uh, yep. And no, sh- no question. And I will take end because, uh, it, uh, well, I suppose we're all Pepito lovers in this house, but, uh, mm. it, there's some Pepito love and it is, uh, a, a, a hair shy of my preferred uh, genre of hardcore so close enough for this exercise
3: okay and my take is tom you're getting the end hat Sure. pepito a buddy will putney, will putney. friend will of buddy. the show buddy yeah, absolutely and here's where i go okay so gate creeper a band i think is really good but not something i go to often Regional Justice Center, a band I actually really like, and I like the design a lot, but I'm giving the Regional Justice Center hat to Patrick because... Ian is his buddy. It's true. And we all know Patrick does right. nothing more than promote his friends, lift people right. up and just promote and support all his buddies and all their endeavors, right Pat? That's a fact.
2: Right, and Ian's his mentor, so like you think he'd want something
3: right, to support. Right. Him. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like a f- dad son kind of thing. So so right. show show and love to Big Papa Shelton. Um and I'll take the Gate Creeper hat cuz it's pretty cool and I love fucking Arizona. So uh clothescascadeactivities.com go get you a hat. All right, guys. What's up? How you doing? How we feeling?
1: Feel like shit. Both of us feel like shit. I think you. I think you are the. Uh, you know, you're, you're, yo, we're leaning on you today. I,
3: I know. So I have been. We only lean on Bob. Well, no, just just no. This nah, Jesus, good lord, that's a weak post there. Um, no, I have been knee deep in like weird projects, but for the past three weeks, like fucking clockwork. It's like 6.45 on a Wednesday evening. We record at eight normally, people. And all of a sudden, my nose starts dripping. So I've been nasal. I've been like all jammed up. So my entire week has been geared towards not, and I'm all right. I'm I'm like no dripping. I can feel a little backup, but uh, I don't know if it's the room. But I, I specifically avoided outdoor like nonsense for the second half of the day today. To uh to try to stay stay dry, stay clean. And uh largely I'm there, so so thank the heavens. Patrick, you described that you've been sick. Condolences. Thank you. You you know, light a candle or something. Uh
2: Tug I won't put Pat on blast and and ask him about HIPAA stuff like uh (laughs) like Marjorie Taylor Green, whatever.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he was at one of the the victory rallies. Um
2: <laughs> Pat, do you have blah, blah blah? Have you gotten the shot? I I will not answer that. You're violating my HIPAA rights. Yeah, I love <laughs> to bust that out. <laughs> it's so wrong, but sure.
3: Tom, how you doing? What's going on in your world?
2: Fucking work out at a poll. <laughs> it's mm. fucking terrible. I need a fucking very long vacation.
3: All right. We we did this once before.
2: We talk about this. A lot. I feel like I complain. I go. No. I need a vacation, and I went like once. I, you need like, a vacation. Um, yeah, I need to do... be like away. Even if it's like a staycation, I just need to be out of my okay. apartment for any extended period of time. Yeah. So like, if you know, like a house down in brick that I can like break into that the people aren't no, around.
3: No. I know. I, I think I anything think like that.
2: It. Everything's mad expensive. I was even like, like I was like, oh, maybe we'll go out to the bay or like go to my old fucking standard Seattle again. I'm like. Round trip tickets are like $700. Yeah, things,
1: Yo, that's things crazy. are a little fucked right now.
2: They were like 400.
3: Yeah, I don't fuck with that, man. That's yeah. That, yeah. Tickets,
2: that
3: was, yeah. Uh, the the yeah, I, you can go to Milwaukee for like a cool 200, but I don't know that you really want to spend your whole time in Milwaukee. I've All never
2: right. been to Milwaukee.
3: Um Milwaukee itself is a boring city, but Wisconsin's actually a really beautiful state around it, so um so yeah, you know. All right, so let's see this. Oh, this isn't what we want to do. I'm trying to get you. All right. Do you need a desert, a mountain, or an island right now, Tom?
2: I would legitimately take any of those things. i take Manhattan Island at this point.
3: Okay. You know what? We need one. We need it to be budget-friendly. We need you to go to an island where you have a balance of – relax. no balance, all relaxation, but maybe you get a little pool time, a little bit of outdoor optionality – um, yeah. but but also not just like you're it's not like oh, all you can do is the beach you need to have a few other options um tom Patrick, where are we sending Tom
1: uh Vancouver Island
3: oh. all right, my option tom, patrick to is uh is I think you need to go to the big island. I think you got to go to Hawaii
2: Wow, imagine that
3: <sighs> I think the tickets are expensive,
2: super expensive, everything over theres i mean it's not that like i i I can afford it, but I just feel like
3: I know. I th- but I, I think, man, I think we might need to we might need to uh, to axe to grind this. This is where we've talked a lot about doing the live axe to grind show. Fuck it. <laughs> live axe to grind in Honolulu. That's it. That's where we're going.
2: You know what, though? I feel like the folks over there are kind of like, yo, enough of you mainland people for a while. So, like, I don't want to be like the fucking.
1: Oh, I, no, fuck. Who, no, who knows? No. I think they're, they're in. The opposite post covid. They're like, yo, bring that bring that tourist money back then.
2: I don't know. We can ask for either the pod Conrad. It seems like they're no. like whatever, like whatever slur they have for like like mainland Americans, primarily yeah. of the <laughs> of the pale variety. Yeah. Yes, there is something I forget what the term is, but like yeah, um, there is a term for it. Oh, oh. all right. I am going to text. Hold on, give me one second. I am going to text Conrad on the air and see what. the All right, I think I have it. Vamp for me.
3: Okay, yeah. So Patrick, have you ever been to Hawaii? No. Me neither. Do you want to go?
1: Yes, very much.
3: Me too. We need to figure it out. Do we? Do we go and do the first live axe grind? You know, show in Hawaii and karaoke.
1: Oh, I love karaoke.
3: That's what I'm saying.
2: Like, oh. Do we have? to? I mean, it'll be a live. What? No, no, no. Keep going. Well, I mean, it'll be a li- lot like. There won't be any attendees because no one. I'm sure that we don't have a ton of listeners. Anymore.
3: I mean, if we got a few, I mean, we'll all. That it's also fun. karaoke, so you know, whoever's there can Ooh, come.
2: Yeah, we could do like hardcore karaoke. Maybe we'll stay at the place like from forgetting Sarah Marshall.
0: Oh, so,
3: yeah. Sure, and and Tom, I was going to suggest like yo, uh, it can be like quote. It'll be like um, indecision. We can call it unorthodox in quotations, and it's just you, karaoke indecision songs. We know who the star I mean, of the show is. You I don't mean, need Rick those other – just play the music behind you. It's all good. <laughs> Rick Healy did it. True. Yeah, yo, we can do it better. We can do it better. Uh, we can do it bigger.
1: I won't say I can do anything better <laughs> than Rick Healy. Let's, uh, let's be fair.
3: Uh, in, in Local 508, Guptils was interested in letting us rent out um, the entire place to do a live show and karaoke where we could use secrets and the arcade. Wow. Be pretty good.
1: Can can we Sorry, book? So the
2: term is Howley. Howley. Yeah. Howley. But it's spelled H-A-O-L-E. Conrad yeah. got back to us. All right. Beautiful. Th- Love th- that th- th- quick th- th- I
1: think we're all allowed to say it in the e- even in a non-academic sense. So we're good. Howley.
3: Yes. Howley. There we go. Yeah. Um, so I, I think uh, to our listeners in Hawaii, uh, one of the two states I haven't been to, we want to visit you. Uh somebody who knows the right person. Let's figure it out. That's that's where the first Axel Grind Live show will be.
1: Good call. Only, wow. only state I haven't been to.
3: You've been oh, because you've been to Alaska. Yeah. yeah I, haven't, I haven't been to Alaska. Oh man, no, let's, let's go, go to Alaska
2: instead.
1: Uh, we've got a spot.
3: <sighs> we got a spot to stay. I think we've got we got listeners we got listeners there and that we've heard from and I think we got the hookups on where to play up there hmm. too, by the way. So
2: like so pat how much like if i'm like i get out get out of the airport in anchorage yep what's what's an uber costing from our, our hangout spot from the airport like
1: yeah uh, you're gonna want to
2: take hundreds of dollars
1: it'll take a hundred dollars i well, i don't know you're gonna i think you're gonna want to take a plane uh across the bay across the
2: oh there's like another there's Oh,
3: that's remember our, our spot to stay is looking over at anchorage basically but you'd have to, the drive is like four hours, or the flight is like what forty minutes? Yep.
2: Yep. Oh, but is it one of those like you know you have to like split up, like who sits where?
1: Uh, well, you're gonna shit your pants. There's no debate. Like, <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> you're gonna be gripping my arm the whole time. It, it, there might be, you might get religion. You know, what I mean, it's it's it, it, it's scary. <laughs>
0: No purchase necessary. VGW group, voyage prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: How
2: many seats on a plane like
0: that? Eight?
1: I believe uh, our gracious benefactor uh, I believe has an eight. Uh, yeah, I think it's eight. Uh but
2: I'm with oh, it. oh, it's not a commercial thing. It's uh no 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 no. No, we, so, we so would, the, deal the, like the deal is that the uh,
1: deal is that everybody has um, everybody in Alaska has a plane you'll hear
2: like a knock around point.
1: Yeah. You'll hear all the time that it has the most, uh, plane uh, crashes. And that's true, but that's true because they have the most citizens flying planes. So it's just, you know, it's concert. It's in concert with that number. So, uh, it, it is, uh, yeah, people just, oh, I don't want to risk my life taking moose heavy roads at night. I prefer to fly my dinky little, plane um and maybe die horribly that way but uh it whatever they got a whole lifestyle up there
3: yo so you're much more familiar with this this lifestyle than tom or i <clears throat> would you be comfortable with the amount of people flying planes in alaska which is out of necessity mm-hmm. like to be really clear what if that was just the norm like everybody had a little knock about planes not everybody but let's say thirty five percent of the population yeah. would that be really bad or or just like uh, comparably bad as it is relativity would say the same
1: you know what how what what could be worse? just fuck it add them to the mix, who cares
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, so hopefully everybody gets the vibe tonight. We're taking it easy, taking it easy, uh decompressing, and having a little bit of a fun one, but uh, the the recording title of tonight's episode is Comfort. Or some might pronounce it Patrick.
1: Comfort.
3: But we're not that's talking about <laughs> I said that's what the name of the worst possible apartment is. Um, the comfort.
2: Oh, it is. That's gross.
3: It's super gross. But uh, we're going to be talking about how'd you put it? comfort, hardcore comfort music? Yeah. Like do, what is the hardcore comfort food? You know? Yeah.
1: Let, let, and this was Tom. I knew, I knew that you were having a, a rough one and I just thought, let's, thanks buddy. Let, let's talk about kind of the, the let's, we're not expanding our palates today. We're, we're just talking about things that we love, you know, we're, we're just talking.
2: Right. Like what's the thing that we go to yes. when we just want to like fucking put something on. Yes. But only core.
1: Yeah, Yes. So, you know, okay. Oh, uh, I'll just, and it applies.
2: To- I have another thing that I want to talk about, too. Oh, oh yeah. Let's
3: please. let's uh, let's do that first, and then we'll get into hardcore. It's comfort.
2: not comforting. Oh. Yeah, let's do the <laughs> oh. uncomfort. It's not bad get out Uncomfort the way. first. Yeah. No, it's not bad. It's not bad.
3: This, You know what but, I kind of like? I like when we do this, which is kind of teases the segment in the same show, because <laughs> it gets juices flowing, like, oh, what do they mean? What is, what is hardcore <laughs> comfort music? So then people start formulating what they got, and then they bring it to and the table. Then-
2: Right, we could bullshit about something else until we. And start then we talking. forget, we're, and then we're like, like "Oh right. yeah," <laughs> and then they'll have their list ready to go. That's right. Here's my worry, um, and I ran this by um, some friends and some listeners.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like there's been like an explosion of shows being announced. Yep. Like to and like an insane extent. Oh yeah. Here's my concern. A lot of these announcements are super piecemeal. Like, I I was joking. I'm like, Koyo is playing either three shows or 600. I don't really know, but I feel like they're on every flyer. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Shout shout out to them. They are playing a lot. People are amazing. Very excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, this is not a shot at them at all. But like, I feel like it's like, oh, cool. They're playing like New York with blah, 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 blah. And yeah are they they're playing north Carolina, okay and then they put, uh like i feel like not with just them but like everybody there's like so much stuff coming out that it's not like there's very few other than like you know like the acacia strains of the world there's very few bands that are having like here's, here's our fall they're kind of coming out like you know in dribs and drabs and ebbs and flows and it's it's for an elder, for a ninety-eight-year-old hardcore kid like me, sort of hard to follow. Is that is that weird?
3: No, and, I don't think a lot it's of weird.
2: Multiple flyers for the same show, and a lot of the flyers look the same.
3: okay, sure, sure, sure. And there's like, um, there's a little bit ad matting there. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, this this flyer kind of looks similar because we made one flyer and then made a bunch for all the different shows. That can happen. Um, not, one, not weird at all. Two ton of shows happening three we've crossed through we've gone through the licking glass where here's what I think really is happening Tom and I think you'll be there right with me this is how many shows were happening in the past it's just that was continuous and then we just had a whatever it is 18 month break and so it feels like just like 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 the drain, the, the flow of water was shut and now it's been reopened. And it, it, you're 100%. It feels like floodgates. Like, like we're just getting smashed in the face with a million things happening
2: and shit. Right. It's a shower head that like knocks Kramer out of the shower. Like <laughs> strong enough to like clean an elephant. Yes. That's what it's, that's what, and it, I agree. It feels like that too. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, like, I'm psyched that Koyo's playing like Statesville, Georgia. Like, I'm not going to be there. Or statesville, North Carolina, wherever. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like it's all over the place and it's almost hard to. Like, they could be gone for like four months.
1: Yeah, they yeah, could. Yeah. Based on the flyer, they sick. really could.
2: Like, they're on every flyer and that's fucking amazing. And it's all different kinds of shows. It's fucking cool shit. One step closer is on a ton. Magnitude's on a ton. And I think a lot of it too is, you know, Magnitude is on the bigger, like, knocked loose tour. Yeah, but then there's days off. There's They're playing with what's up
3: closer. Yeah,
2: Right, right. So then like, yeah, they're doing a bunch of shows in like Florida together. I think not what's up uh, yep. uh, closer in magnitude. But then like then it's like they're all then there's no no show for a week on that flyer. And then it's like but September 28th. We're going to be in fucking Iowa. I'm like, what is happening?
1: yeah, yeah. You're say, you're
2: <laughs> i saying feel like it's some, you, you, some of the tour like the tour routing i got in like 2001
1: you're saying you need a proper <laughs> a proper ad mat possibly with a map on top
2: or like a number i could call to be like hey i'm here how do i get there
1: mm.
3: oh okay yeah i think we either need to go super low tech or super high tech here what? right low tech
1: one Yeah, it's 944 OPEC SID,
3: you know. Yeah. Uh, do you know about this Patrick and Tom the New York hardcore hotline in the 80s? It was uh, yes. I think it was 212 OPEC SID, O P E C S I D. You yeah, can call used to talk it was Yeah, about that on NYU. Yeah, it was like a show listing okay. that you'd call. Yep. Um so we need either need to do something like that that's like, you know, like uh again Kramer section. That. Second that's actually a good. Their, there Tom is how we do or mm. fucking mm. show announcements. Yep, yep, yep. Put a little bow in that. That's a great idea. Um, Don't anybody copy that. Stop stealing <laughs> our shit. <laughs> but uh, we'd either go that way or high tech, where it's like a multi layered thing where you submit all your shows in an area and you can it essentially plugs in with Google Maps and you can be like find shows in my area and it just boom. Right, like
2: take a picture of this and it'll show you the menu and yeah like and it'll you be that.
3: overlay for the days and different color combination all right I think we need to we need to uh, enlist some coders as well as find a pay phone from the 80s and, and make this all work
2: <laughs> um, I am psyched though for like the newer bands like the Coyos of the world and like, stand, stand, like, there's a ton of bands that are just going out and fucking pain working. Of, pain of Truth.
1: Another, another one Jesus. I've seen up. Yeah. Pain of Truth is
3: playing their first two shows, record release shows on Long Island. <laughs>
1: uh, yep.
3: They're both sold out, Patrick.
2: First like shows. The second one sold out in, like, an hour. Yep.
3: Partially thanks to, I think, the buddies in Tsunami are flying out for it. Yeah. Um, don't know those fellas. They're just they're just buddies to hardcore. Yo, um, I I tweeted about this today, maybe, but like, it, it does feel nice. Now, here's what I, where we'll do the warning thing again. Yo, keep this same energy. This is what hardcore should always feel like. It should always feel exciting. Now, I get it. We're all coming off eighteen months of like just sitting around in the comfort, but. <laughs> Keep this energy and excitement up. People are so excited about new bands. People are excited about shows. I've seen people repost stuff. It's, it's just cool. So, shout out to all that. Um, don't, don't forget how fun it is to be a part of these things. And, and how do you be a part of it? Well, you know, support things, make a zine, make a flyer, go to a show, buy a t shirt. There's a bunch of different ways. There's no, no borders to how you can interact. Just uh, do your own thing, you know?
2: And there's no reason why this can't sustain.
3: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We can see a be real flourish. Five thousand
2: people in a fucking you know five thousand people marching around a fucking fire pit forever. But like, <laughs> but like you know or wherever you know what I mean or like four thousand people in fucking Thompson Square Park. But there's no reason why a, a fucking good local car show can't do three hundred kids.
1: Agreed. One hundred percent true.
2: Was a thing. It happens all the
3: time. One hundred percent true. And just keep the excitement up, um, Tom. Are we old? Do we have a range of age? I'm sure that there's a significant port of portion of the audience who, if I make a Johnny Carson reference, they'll get it. But there's also a significant portion of our audience who will have no idea who Johnny Carson is. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, oh yeah. I would say, okay, yeah, can would you explain?
1: The majority of our listeners. Have heard that name, could not tell you the name of the show he was on or Oh, his, did oh, he use the pitch for the Angels?
2: Majority. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't even say majority of people would know the name.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: I was going to say. A year old kid is not going to be like, yeah, Johnny Carson. No,
3: know I don't the think name? so. Tom, explain. No, I don't think so. Dude, barely know Chevy Chase, buddy.
1: Yeah. get me off this plane. Chevy
3: Chase is 20 years his junior. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Tom, explain who Johnny Carson is, and then I'll get to this bit with Pat.
2: <laughs> so he was like one of the OG. um, uh, uh, like uh late night talk show hosts.
3: Yeah. He hosted the tonight show forever, yeah, he,
2: forever for like 30 years, whatever he, he was like right before Leno. I think Leno took over for him. That's right. Um, but he was like the precursor to all of that. He did, you know, he did the same that the whole like late night, um, Variety thing, thing that you're prepared yeah. for, like yep. that you're used to, is his thing. It's like him coming out doing a monologue, the show, stabbing, yes, band playing, and right, stand up yeah, comedians. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it's a, it was an hour from 11 30 to 12 30 every night,
3: and he launched a so, thousand ships. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, David Letterman, like a million yeah, names, a lot of know. people you
2: know were probably conceived to that to his voice,
3: true. Um. All right, so I'm making a reference. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson used to do a bit where he would wear the, um, I mean, he'd wear a turban.
1: I'm familiar. I'm familiar, and he I'm would familiar pre- with this bit.
3: Predict the future. Yeah, I know. You're you're 435. I know. <laughs> Is that Karnak. But oh, <laughs> Good reference. Um, right in his name. Karnak, is that the uh, – I mean, Karnak is a Marvel superhero, uh, Avengers no, but I really think
2: that's his name. Was like that Karnak,
3: the name? Karnak? Okay. I like that. Okay. I wasn't aware. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> deep cuts, everybody. It's 10 people. <sighs> I know. Johnny Carson, uh, I'm I'm putting you in on this. Patrick. Yes. If I said a number and why it's relevant, why it's germane to this podcast – if I said 1,492,099, now this is something we've talked about as recently as yesterday. 1,492,099. Uh, can you tell me what it is I'm talking about?
1: No, I don't have a fucking clue.
3: Tom, do you know what it is? It's a song from Rent, right? No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it, it, is it is our downloads? It is the streams on Spotify only. For the turnstile song "Mystery," oh goddamn, yes, turn, which was released, style, I guess, a
2: month ago.
1: Doing well.
3: What does There's that a good mean? vibe for, going on. What does that mean for hardcore? That this, which is, yo, that song "Mystery" is fucking great. Um, what does that mean for hardcore? That this song's been streamed 1.4 million times in, let's say, conservatively and you're totally right Karnak, the this that's incredible tom what does that say that it's been streamed 1.4 million times since i don't know like may later something like that it's crazy right
2: it's incredible and i got you have to imagine it rubs off and like that you know high tide lifts all ships or lift all boats or whatever yep i mean i it's it's got to help you know and like you know and and they're doing cool shit like they're doing like I just I forgot like they had announced it a while ago, but like they're doing like California, but it's like yep. Never Neverending Game is on that. Oh and, like Gulch yes. is on that. That's yes. like fucking sick. Like they're so it's not like um it's not like them doing this in a vacuum and not you know, and not affecting other hardcore bands. Like
0: yeah.
2: Never Ending Game playing, you know, they're playing like the Santa Cruz vet hall or whatever. Yep. Shit sold out like three months ago. Like that's fucking sick for them. That's awesome. You know what I mean? And like they're doing a bunch of stuff with those with with never in a game in Cali yeah it's fucking awesome man like you know like they're looking out for other hardcore bands which is cool all
3: right uh i just did the thing that you can do in 2021 that you can't do in the past uh beyond you know last five years which was the uh in uh social media sleuthing the single mystery was released on may 26th that's less than two months from today so 60 days under, which is more like 55 or so. And it's been streamed 1.4 million times. That's bonkers, right? Like, do we see this is is turnstile as big as they've ever been? Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, they somehow like it's it's weird. It's like one of those things that's like, oh man, it couldn't be. Like time and space was such a thing. But like yeah, imagine all that energy from beginning to end of like the time and space period, yep. and then add more shit. Like that's it's. Yeah, I think they're even they're they're bigger and their kind of mythos has grown, only grown in the, in the meantime. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, this, Patrick, this is no exaggeration. Yeah. Every time I open up YouTube, it suggests me the same video, which is Turnstile. A day with hardcore's most ambitious band, and I don't. I just watched that. Did you watch it? It's suggested to me every yeah. single day, and every single day I go, "Oh, I should watch that." <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but it's cool. So suggested it it's every fun. day.
3: The it's very quick the turnstile love connection video that they made, and they did a really cool thing, which they went and screened it at these small theaters uh, all over the country. Actually, I think they, they did, did in at Brooklyn, yeah. L.A., Brooklyn, Baltimore, maybe one other spot. Uh, Four hundred and forty-two thousand views in three weeks. Fuck. So, what I want to say is, if you have paid uh, lip service to Turnstile or you haven't really considered them, yo, know, I get it. No one's mad about that. That's okay, you know. But I do want to note, like, it's pretty impressive what they're doing. Um, it almost feels like they could be the most popular guitar band, uh, in the world pretty soon. I'm not talking about fucking major band. I mean like new band, like new, like they're right there um and they're a hardcore band and they care about being a hardcore band. That's fucking cool, man. You know, like that's cool. Um and okay. uh I'm I'm curious to see watch their their path. Um What else we got? You got
2: any other quick hits,
1: Patrick? No hits on my end. Every everything is is uh, clear flying. No news in my- Pat,
2: can we get an ad mat from you so we know where the hell we're, what the hell we're doing Oh what Oh you the, the Patrick Kinlan. yeah we should make a
3: Patrick Kinlan ad mat actually Oh it'll include all your weird things so the first thing will be the Frontiersman debut in September Yep and then yep. Drug Church tour first or Self Defense first Self Defense
1: first, first then dr- wow. then 2 weeks off then Drug Church then then I think I get 2 months off uh and then Although uh, SWAT was just offered shows, I was, I'm supposed to go to Australia, but Australia. Nope. Yep. Has the worst fucking rollout of this, whatever. It's, it's very frustrating. So we'll see. But uh, got some SWAT offers during that downtime. Maybe we'll take them if it looks like I can't get into Australia. And then back on tour with Drug Church. Uh, uh, should fit a self defense recording right before that. And uh, then summer, we're getting Europe offers. Shout out to UK and Europe. I have a very busy year, gentlemen. You know,
3: what's that death threat song where they shout out SDS? Brotherhood, Brotherhood. The song Brotherhood. Can we get a Self Defense Family cover of that? Where you guys, where you just get to go SDF? Yeah, that'd be cool, right?
1: Absolutely. We've got, we've got title we've track of the got new death record. Fans in the band.
3: Yeah, fuck yeah. Make it hit the group chat with that now if you can.
2: I don't want to be in a band with dudes that don't like that
3: threats.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good call.
3: <sighs> both um, death threats. Oh yeah, that's good good both sides. Both sides of the coin. All right, guys, let's get into our our so called topic of the day. Um yo, here's a question. Does anyone know does anyone under twenty five know Claire Danes? Outs like exactly. no Claire Danes is a cultural phenomenon
1: no
2: no
3: because that like, show was, like, oh, so was popular. On, homeland on, on right yeah yeah mama. right Or oh, is
2: it a, is it homeland or she Americans? she
3: was on homeland uh what's her face was in uh, was on the Americans I can't remember her name the Americans yeah um wasn't that her?
1: That wasn't her? What, no, oh, she was homeless. What, what is going on? What, what are you talking about right
3: now? <laughs> what, what? We're talking about Claire Danes because I referenced my so-called life. Carrie uh, Russell was on the Americans. Um, my so-called uh, life was such a cultural reference for a minute, even though it was, like, honestly, purely mediocre. Yeah. Just mediocre. All
2: right. Um, Remember when Juliana Hatfield was on there and she played a homeless person? Oh, yeah. How's
0: she's you, cool. She I is? got
2: – I, I um, Jared Leto? Uh do you know the
3: song? Um I'm not aware of too many things.
2: Sure. I know that it looks like a P, a P when I yeah.
0: Yeah, uh P Win, yeah.
2: I Edie Brooke and the new no Bohemian. Yes.
3: Yo, in my head that was
2: Paul Julie. Simon's wife.
3: Really? Oh, I love I love the song. Years years. I love the song. It's a great record. My, yes, I actually think it's a really good record. Shooting rubber bands at the stars. I know that record. It's very good. Good job. In my head, I Thank was you. like, Thinking about it, I'm like, wait, is that a Juliana Hatfield song? And I was like, no, no, though I wish I wish it was. Unfortunately, um,
2: all right, who doesn't like? I mean, Julianne Hatfield was a thing, yeah, yeah. In that, in the My So Called Life era,
3: true. I know. Given the Renaissance, the the Lemonheads' I don't know why Juliana Hatfield hasn't gotten more uh,
2: more it's love. It's a fucking crime.
3: It's a crime. All right, guys, we're talking hardcore comfort music. Patrick, <laughs> your idea. Kick us off. What is your definitive hardcore comfort music?
1: Uh, it's still Minor Threat. Uh, I can listen to Minor Threat literally any time, and I'm satisfied by it.
3: Now, question. Do you ever split it up, or do you just discography?
1: You know what? I, I've done that exercise of being like, oh, how would I feel about each record on its own if I... if you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... No, just give me the discography. It's such a smooth listen. It's like, yeah, th- the final however many songs would not have appeared on a record with those other songs. But it's it all makes sense. It's not like there's any fucking turns that y- y- make you feel like you're listening to something completely different. It's uh No, that's a, that's a smooth listen. You can do discography. Every- listen, everybody... Particularly if you're under 25, discography. Just fucking discography. You don't need the format.
3: No, 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 no. You don't need the format. I only think for listening exercises. Like, sometimes I'm more in an out-of-step mode. Um, There was a real nice period where I just wanted to listen to the song Salad Days.
1: Oh, I'm an 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 out-of-step guy overall. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know,
2: I know. So sl- right, you go to like, would you go to like Total Recall, or would you be like, I only want the tied down twelve? Like, no, oh, it's like,
1: no, it's Total Recall. No, you fuck to- total recall, you get everything. Yeah,
3: total Recall, yeah, yeah, no, and and you can listen to it in a smooth way. There, I, I think when it comes to comfort music for me with hardcore, I am tried and true classics. Um. I will throw this one out to the group, the seven seconds of the crew. I referenced it and had like a gooey conversation about it not long ago, so I won't go long on it, but listening to it because it has been off streaming for so long, I haven't sat with it. And then hearing that reissue, I was like, Oh, Oh, did you buy the reissue? Uh, I have not yet. I'm actually planning yeah. to order. There's a few Dude. limited versions left. Yeah, I, I, somebody sent me <laughs> I, fucking Andy. This is the Andy episode. He sent me a, a video of the booklet and everything. It looks
2: Oh, it's amazing. Awesome. You have it? And it comes with a 12, another 7-inch. Right. It's cool. It's so good. It, it, they did such an incredible job on it.
3: Yeah, I'm excited to see because I think they're doing a bunch of other records like classics. They already did Circle Jerks, Group Sex, and I'm curious to see what which they is go also from amazing. There. Yeah, which yeah, see where they go from there. Um, I think Seven Seconds falls in that same comfort music, like easy, just goes down easy. And when you listen to it, you're like, oh yeah, gives you gives you goosebumps in a good way. Yep.
2: It's it's nice, you know. Hey, this is Dewey Halpus, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from No Effects and Ian MacKay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.
1: Tom, what Tom, what about you? Yeah, what direction you go? Um you're gonna
2: Speaking of great attention. I might go Descendants Summer. Oh,
1: interesting. Ooh. Okay. I expected... Tom, I
2: mean, if we're... That's hardcore. Tom, I... No, I expected, that's, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, we'll count it for these purposes. I expected you to go uh, back to high school and do, do some very local New York hardcore sort of shit. But uh, Descendants... How early... I'm sure we've discussed this, but how early in your uh, uh, music life was, it, was The Descendants?
2: Oh, good question. Um, I don't know if we've yeah, gotten I mean, this from you, Tom. This is a good question. Yeah, I mean, probably. You know, I, I don't. I don't ha- like. I don't know those like top ten, like first ten record, whatever. Like, sure, sure. I was probably like nineteen, eighteen. Mm, okay, yeah. yeah. When we but we had summary. I, I didn't have. Afterwards, I went back and got the individual records, but for summary was my shit for years and years and years.
3: There's a reason we use summary when we've done these, and actually, I've got a few more cooking. Um, we do these kind of like playlists that we try to put together for certain bands we talk about. Yep. It's because it's a really well curated little compilation. Um, If you don't like summary, you
2: probably aren't going to like the descendants No. And if you only know summary, if you know summary and everything sucks and whatever their newest record would be, You, can, you know the entire set yeah
3: very 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 likely like that's a 98th percentile like you'll know all they're not the time. playing catalina <sighs> that's a shame what a track
2: oh they're not playing birthday like, they're not doing any of that shit mm. it's literally it's summary, and nope. pr- most of everything sucks no and christmas then,
3: vacation yeah no nope. no deep cuts no wendy oh um
2: no you know what? Other although I would trade them doing fucking you know the the all logistics for a Wendy. Yeah,
3: what were you gonna say, PK? I was just
1: gonna say, Peter. you know what, discography I is also just pure like put it on any time as a discography. Although it's not it's not nearly as consistent as, as uh, Minor Threat certainly, but uh, the Swizz discography, I, I, that is one that you can just put on and it is that is pure hardcore comfort food for me. Anytime you can put that on,
3: Swizz, you're saying? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, so we're kind of circling this thing, like these classics in discographies. I, well, I mean, well, also, for me, Bob, what's interesting
1: yep. is that we all chose highly melodic music. I think. Yeah. Thi-
3: well, that's exactly where I was going with uh, this. Yeah. Go on. Please, no, 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 no. I mean, I
1: just think it's, I just think it's interesting because the shows that I was going to uh in, in my youth were not particularly melodic at all. Um right. and I have good memories of those shows and I I really still love some of that music a great deal.
3: How yeah there's like a sentimental absolutely. resonance with that in that style with absolutely
1: you. um however if you wanted to oh I don't know what mood Patrick is in, I'm gonna choose music that he likes regardless of mood, it, it ends up falling in that Hardcore that happens to be melodic, but would not be described as melodic hardcore. <laughs> that is
3: no, I mean, well, so so I was gonna another one I was gonna call out because it was on the tip of my tongue is is the Bad Brains early Bad Brains material, the the self titled the Roar Sessions or Rock for Light, which again, not music that many people will be like, oh, melodic hard. It's not melodic hardcore, but, but there's melodic. a lot of melody. Yeah. There's a lot of melody to it, and. Uh there's a lot of stuff that all three of us really love and have a really warm spot for that's really discordant and and just like you know, I, I think one of my favorite isms on the podcast is the uh 108 ism of Hey, put on threefold misery when you're in the subway. Or, you know, what's the song you like to point out?
1: Curse of Instinct will r- Curse ruin of Instinct, your yep. Day.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. Yo, yo, when I'm in a bad mood, I put on, yo, I was a more current reference. I was listening to the band World Peace while I was walking around New York. The last time I had to go on a subway in New York, which I was probably on my way to your spot, Tom, from Manhattan. So I was like in Grand Central or somewhere. And, or, or going yeah, go at Grand Central, going down to Union Square or something, wherever. Um, and I had World Peace power violence, super fast, super hard. And I was looking at people like I wanted to fight, you know, like they're like, I'm going to start making eye contact with strangers and scowling. Um, I don't put that in the comfort. There's a part of me that enjoys that feeling, uh, but it's not like comfort music, if that makes sense. Whereas bad brains rock for light, the fucking comfort music to me.
2: Yeah. It's like a movie that you'd put on in the background
3: right that, that you still love you know that you're gonna it's not like oh, you're still
2: gonna enjoy yeah it's yeah. rewatchable
3: oh there we go 100 I, um, I
1: almost put on war games last night because i love it so much and it is just pure like you know i could play a video game while watching war games i could uh, read a book while watching war games i could cook food like, <laughs> while watching war games and uh for me, that is uh, the territory that some of this music falls in where if, I'm pay- if I choose to pay attention, I have a deep appreciation and can't take my eyes off it, but I can also just let it play and I'm totally fucking happy.
3: Yo, it's something I like to do with certain music is put it on while I'm playing video games, which is more and more infrequent, um, but I would like to play more video games. Uh, yo, what is the most recent example... Or newest record that you put into your into your comfort hardcore, you know, because that's a hard question. We're talking we're talking classics, and there's a level of familiarity that we have with them. Okay, but there's a level of discography, but something in a newer.
1: Well, I'm 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 going to fuck this question up a little bit because I'm going to go with I'm going to think about the the real spirit of your question while answering with a kind of cheat, which is I only became uh, familiar with rival schools in the last few years. And like, when was it, when was that, that I actually, like, we were doing the podcast when I gave Rob school.
3: Yeah, it was, it was probably two years ago, maybe 2018, maybe, maybe 2019, right there.
1: You could put on that first record any old fucking time for me now, you know, that, that's, that's comfort food music for sure. Uh, So that's not new, but that's certainly, and many people, and yeah, many people would consider it a classic, but it's, it's, it's certainly new to me.
3: Yeah, that, I mean that's 20 years, not forty years, like some of the stuff we're talking about. So <laughs> um you know, uh which quick sidebar, the new quicksand track brushed off their record. I fucking it's really that's good. Re- <laughs> it's really Yo, good. Yeah, let's talk about that real um, quick.
1: I haven't listed it yet.
3: Yeah. Oh Tom, it's so good. Oh.
1: yeah, listen.
3: I think you're gonna really like you it. You
1: will. I, I I was the one that said, hey, that last thing that they the last single they released, I, I didn't think it was enough of a single, blah blah blah. This sure. this new song's hot.
3: Tom, it's <sighs> it's decidedly quicksand, but he's doing different and new things with it. Like Walter and the whole band that yeah. is really like like I almost want to say stop the podcast and listen, but we'll keep recording. But it's it's like It'll grab you right away. I listened to it like four times today. I was I was very nice. impressed. So,
2: and I like the single so far. So I'm psyched.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the single so far was good, but I also want to acknowledge I think Pat's not a million miles off. This song is an immediate like, and I get why this is a second single, but this song like is the oh wait what's going on here? And if the album has more of this, I'm going to be pretty pretty excited. Um, but I think that's a good choice. I think Rival Schools is a good one there.
2: Um, Yeah, I think that's a great, like, kind of.
3: I guess I would put title fight in there. Maybe title fight Shed. Maybe title fight uh, floral green. Um, I like those records. I don't want to say I like them the same way I like bad brains. Uh, No,
2: but it's your comfort. You go to it's good.
3: It feels it's it's good. I like the energy from it. Still, I can put it on and it's uh it's not abrasing me, but it is kind of making it feel good. where like what is the heart and tom if you have a new one please say it but the other side and to think on this as well what is the hardest record that you could put in this category like are there any like harder side records that you could consider comfort hardcore oh yeah yeah hit me
2: i would say age of quarrel yep for me for sure set it off Oh, good. There's definitely elements. I feel there. like that. That's like a perfect recording and a record. Like you can listen to that from the beginning to end. I think um, more recent. I had uh, big kiss, big kiss, good Oh, uh,
3: well that that Even was the ba- that was the band that I was thinking of, and I think I'm thinking of that record too.
2: Yeah, or like illusions of dominance by uh, bitter end.
3: Ooh,
2: I feel like they're just like you go put it on any of those records, you're know, like. You're not chill because those song, those records are not chill. But um, <laughs> I just think there's like there's something to it that's just like so fucking. So great.
3: so so when we talk about comfort, obviously, comfort is something that you've you kind of you've sat in it. It's it's well worn jeans. You know, it's the the jacket that fits just the right way every time you put it on. So this is this is high praise from us, obviously, and that's why we're talking about certain records that you've probably heard us mention before. But we're trying to reframe it. Um, Iron Age, constant struggle hits this for me. Um, yeah, maybe Big Kiss Night. <sighs> yeah, that is a pretty hard record, but it 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 also has a tunefulness. I I think there's something about it being something that's in your head. I, I talked to somebody who's we were talking about the new Turnstile. And they're like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, you know, even if, if I like the band, but those songs are instantly memorable in a way, like right away, like, you know, those songs right away and you have it in your head, like do, 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 you know, like you just get yeah. it in your head. So I think that's an element. And I think all the records that we've mentioned have that element where there's parts that you just have in your head right away.
2: Yeah. I think Nightmare Logic, the last Power Trip record. <sighs>
1: I'm sure that's a lot oh, of a people's, Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You can't go wrong with that. For any, for any vibe. Oh, you know what's a yeah. you know
1: what's a heavy record that that uh, the, the Dead Guy record can still like. You could put that on most times for me, and, and I go, Re- yeah, ooh, oh, yeah, <laughs> no complaints. Well, because
3: that's a they're pretty caustic, but. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what where, where my line is on certain things.
2: I think that last fiddle like you oh. still getting with the Fiddlehead record? Yeah. The new one? Yeah. But I think that last one, yep. Summertime and Blind, is Yeah. Pretty, yeah. I mean that's a little bit more laid back, obviously, but
3: it's still, I think it's, that fits. Yo, is is Fiddlehead this is a weird question. Is Fiddlehead a hardcore band? Yes.
1: I'ma say I'ma say at flip a coin.
3: Yeah, I mean they're they're they are by behavior. Hold on, by membership. I can I know? can
1: answer this question. To a hardcore kid, probably. To a not hardcore kid, nope.
3: That's good answer. Good, the yeah, there you there you go. Yeah, to to a hardcore kid who sees the way they act and sees the shows they play and sees it, yeah, that's a cool style. Um, all right. What what is the what do you think is a comfort hardcore record? that just isn't for you. Oh. You know what I mean? Like a universal comfort hardcore record that just, for whatever reasons, just, it's not for you. Um, I I will put this, um, modern life is war witness.
1: That's a big one for people.
3: Sure. That's a really big one for a lot of people. And it just, it's not for me. It's not, not me.
2: You know, that's just not my, but when I've heard not it, not as a go-to record, or not—you don't enjoy the record. I'm
3: just here? not. I'm just not into it. Um, but okay. I will say this: when I've heard it, I hear the elements that make it that. You know what I mean? The same way my buddy was saying about Turnstile, like, yeah, I don't even know if I like the band, but you know, I see why. When I've given that the Witness record a real honest listen, I'm like, oh, okay, I see exactly what people have here. Okay, so so what, what is what are some other examples of that?
1: Hmm. Okay, so a thing that... It's not just that people like it. It's that you could, you could easily call it a comfort record for people. I think you nailed it with Modern Life is War, which is like, shout out to the kid of Modern Life is War that I really like, but but I never really understood the band, you know? Uh, yeah. So that, so that one would be right up there.
2: I think that record's great. But
1: yeah, I, got, I truly like, played shows with them, got nothing bad to say about them. The, the, it j- yeah. just never made sense, you know? Um, you know, honestly... That sort of like the stuff that is punk. Like, okay. I think at least Tom, uh, Bob, I don't remember your feelings on this, have like a real warmth for the, for the rancid record, which leans hardcore. Yeah. I don't, I can't make heads or tails of some of that shit. You know what I mean?
3: No, it doesn't for me, but I mean, yo, I, I think that's one that became a comfort record for people almost right away. That's, too. Sure.
1: Sure. 100%. Yes.
2: Wait, we're not talking about the, the the self title
1: whichever yeah like
2: the black whichever one I feel like nobody
3: likes
1: no that's yet. the one I think people really like now right that's that's, well,
3: the, that's one the one hardcore education. kids like now you know what I mean dude how come the wall fucking shits on everything
1: I, I, I I'd mean, prefer that over it for sure but I do too I, 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 that's a band that doesn't broadly make that much sense to me but I uh, I'm trying to think of what what the fuck else is in that
3: Tom do you have any of that that just don't
2: don't flow for you trying to think hold on bands at
1: Tom, been... I'll make this I'll make this I'll make this a little easier on both of us
2: All
3: right.
1: Bob name anything from the bay
3: <sighs> well you know what I, I actually this is it's funny you said the bay but because I was gonna say as a ranted off stroke shoot does op Ivy still hold that place with anyone under 30 no but it, because I think for a lot of people no. over 30 it's like oh
2: yeah uh,
1: oh, comfort record listen
2: comfort for me it, yep.
1: it, it, i got to it really late in life and i it's comfort to me so, so i think that you could i think people could still get into this in the same way you could still get into the boss tones but like it's 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 not a go-to anymore at all you know it's not like a, it's not a because I, I, what would you guys say that there was at least a 10-year period where depending on if you were going in a more hardcore or more punk direction in your musical listening it was in your first 10 no question
3: in my first 15 no question maybe maybe first 10 like it was very early for me it was
1: ubiquitous uh, now not so much
3: no um, yeah I, I it's interesting I mean, it, yeah. go ahead
2: yeah yeah I mean like I, I mean I don't know if this is comfort food for everybody but like a band that everybody loves that I just yeah I, I don't get it like I I I I like their their bands after this more, but I don't get botch.
1: Oh, we've talked oh, about this. This is like interesting. If you're of a certain age, you're basically and you're into kind of the more proficiently played uh, non metal, but still metal, but still hardcore, uh, but not not straight up metalcore. You know, whatever that lane of like Hydra Head sort of music. Yeah. The. the you are either a cave-in guy first and foremost, or or a Botch person. You know what I mean. And I was always much oh, a much more Cavan guy, yeah. right? Botch, but but if you were the most, if you were the most technically minded hardcore kids of that era, found that one Botch record uh, is that American Nervosa? We are the is that Romans, right?
2: or is that we? Are the oh, Romans? we are the Romans.
1: You are absolutely right. Uh, we are the Romans was the comfort food for the kid. Who was t- uh, too smart for hardcore, but didn't have any other friends, and, and is now probably, I don't even know what they do, uh, uh, you know, successful at real estate.
3: <laughs> uh, that's the uh, ETH self defense LP. It's called uh, Successful at Real Estate. At real um, <laughs> yo, what are the comfort records for people in their early 20s right now? Comfort core records.
2: Non-stop feeling. Early yeah. 20s. Hyperview.
3: Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe those title fight records. No, I t- think they if they you're early 20s, I think them. that
2: that
1: shit, I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like That's just,
3: but think about this. None of us were around for minor threat or bad brains, so I think title fight in a very, very weird way <laughs> occupies a space that's closer to that than we want to admit. For
1: sure, but I just don't know if there's the same. T- uh, he, uh, he, he, the, hear my argument out.
3: The only 20-year-olds I know Twenty to twenty-five year olds all put that there.
1: Okay, here's here's just the reason that I would say that I would say, oh, I don't know if that's the case. Is there used to be a handoff? There used to be a here. Check these records out. You know, and and it was a physical process that required some. Like you go to the store and you buy it. You know, like you're shopping, your record shopping with your friends, and you buy it. And I. I'm sure that obviously you still get shared things in your fucking iMessage, but I just don't know if there's if time is is a little truncated now. I I, I think
2: but I don't know if that exists anymore. You don't, I don't know if the old head and you go to the record store and you go, you really need to get this. No, I don't know I don't I don't if that, know about that because you just go, like, I heard somebody talk about fucking antidote and then they fucking look it up. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there's there's necessarily that same kind of like handoff. Well,
3: that we there used to well be. we know that some people never had the handoff because people are dickheads. Yeah, sure. But the people yeah, who had, was, had yeah. yeah, people who had the handoff, it was nice. And yeah, I, I had dickheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and we, I think Patrick had both, and I had a little of both. More more good people than the bad ones. Um, but I, I wonder about that. Like, you think you're saying the handoff matters? I
1: I think that in terms of getting into material that is, that predates your ability to see it. I think that matters. I I think that there, and I could be wrong, you know, it's just, I think that if you're not given the handoff, you gravitate towards the things that are directly in front of you, the things that you, that you can visually see people get excited about, you know, not everybody, obviously like if you're a redneck and your only contact r- with subculture music isn't remotely at shows and you don't share this interest with anybody at your school or whatever, then yeah, I'm sure that you might be just going through the entire history of hardcore on your, on your computer right now. But I think a lot of people, a lot of younger people are kind of, you know, like we all were drawn to things that uh, we can experience firsthand and right without somebody saying, oh, but you also really need to check this out, I think some of that gets lost.
3: I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Also, it's it's kind of, I was about to ask, and Tom and Patrick, you guys might have different answers to this, so I'll ask this, and Tom, I want yours first. Does the idea of going, oh, I'm just going to find out about the history of hardcore through the internet like mostly i'm going to do this on a self-guided tour of the hardcore through the internet lens and what i can find on there does that sound cool or not cool to you
2: i mean i think it sounds it it sounds pretty cool to me i think like i I mean i had obviously a much different experience but like i couldn't imagine being 18 yeah or 17 or you know 16 just getting into it and being like you know uh, you know having like some you know older friend who's fucking 18 was you know talking about like the burn 7 inch and like right. rather than me have to like be like can i can i make a tape of that like <laughs> just to be able to be like okay i'm going to write this down in my fucking notes in my phone yep yep <laughs> and then i'm going to fucking google it and then it's either going to come up on spotify or someone's going to have put it on youtube or it's going to be on bandcamp and then i can make my own fucking decision yeah. You know, and yeah. kind of, I mean, think of, I mean, as like, you know, we all fucking want to see judge. Most of the people that I knew didn't see judge. Yep.
3: Yep. I only knew a handful. Yeah. I only knew a handful of people who, saw yeah, the f- I
2: mean, and it was like, yeah. it
3: was like, it was, you know, the, the, like, Oh, what was that like? And the answer was inevitably like, yeah, it was fucking awesome. They were great. I was, and and then you add the context of, I was 17 and it was great because they were great right. and I was 17. So, you know.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, there's always kind of the, room for that. I I think the internet's not the worst thing for that sort of stuff. So, it makes it easier yeah. and there's less sweat equity put into it. Yeah. But I don't know if that makes it any less legit.
3: Well, and, and, and I wonder about the idea of removing the tactile element where you're, like, becoming a part of a scene and going to shows. And, like, Patrick and I were talking before the episode about the uh, – the one-off, the, the person who's just into this stuff and kind of is an isolated atom, you know, and you maybe know someone like this, but if you don't, you've definitely been to shows with someone like this where you're like, man, I've seen this person at shows before, but they don't talk to nobody. And they don't really know anybody. Maybe they brought their weird friend with them a couple times, or maybe there's like two of them, and they're from that town that's three hours away, and they come to shows by themselves, and they don't, they're not really interacting, but their journey is different than the people who are going to the show with the same 30 ish people or 50 ish people or 250 ish people. And you start to know everybody, you know? Um, so I, I think about it and I think about then the experience of somebody who's discovering hardcore through the internet today. And, and Patrick, I think about some of your weird rabbit hole dives on subjects and how that's just like, Oh, I I could see, this being something people fall into and go oh what's this whole world all about you know
1: yeah okay so here's what i'm going to say i i i obviously i can't speak for everybody and whatever but any time that i've spent a weekend and tried to learn about a type of music because i'm interested to know the history of it it does not stick with me the way that a lived ex- obviously a lived experience history does right so, th- so that is to say that uh you know I, I i i don't know do you guys remember this where i spent like two weeks just reading and listening uh, reading about and listening to nothing but uh, dance music does anybody remember that era yes so that would just be me in in my house just reading about dance music trying to understand these really difficult to parse at times uh genres when they started, who the fans of them were, blah blah blah, right? And but the problem is that when you, sorry everybody, this is a very dated reference. When you don't have Rick Healy selling you a bootleg copy in a in a, in a like a, a a red jewel case that it's it doesn't go with that CD, it's just not. It, it doesn't stick with you <laughs> as, as much as, as much as, uh, as, as much as learning online does, you know, um, which, which, you know, this, this is not to be apparent because I'm not one, but this is why when everybody said, uh, you know, kids can still learn, uh, remotely. I was sitting there going, no, they can't, <laughs> no, they really can't. Uh, so I think that there's just so much to, kind of the step-by-step learning process the the clumsiness hey let's talk about that the clumsiness of not knowing what the fuck you're talking about you know Th- yeah that's part of the process of learning what the fuck you're talking about so like you know when kid when right
3: right right he, right and, and it's like the 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 uncomfort of something like what the fuck are you talking about And in learning that it's okay not to know fucking everything. Yes. Is okay. Yeah. It's like a really okay thing is to not know shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, beyond okay. And also, yeah, you can look like a fucking clown sometimes. Like I I think I've told, I've told you guys like the, one of the funniest conversations I had was with a dude. Drug church was playing a show that was for sure a more hardcore show, but I'm, I'm just talking with a dude there. Nice guy. He's like, you like hardcore music. (laughs) <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was like yeah i do you know? and he's like he's like oh what kind what kind of shit and he's like listing off the kind of stuff that any uh, host of this podcast would certainly consider adjacent right like not sure it. sure sure but it's like yo that kid seems ill-informed to me but so fucking what i'm not his i'm, I'm not his uh keeper here you know what i'm saying and like You don't got to know everything, you know, like, yo, if Counterparts is your favorite hardcore band, God bless you. (laughs) You Like, I'm not mad at you. So like, it's this, uh, but I do think that, that not knowing some things is cool. That's again, that's how you know things in time. Agree.
3: This is being lost on people because the the information circuit is right
1: there. Yeah, I think.
3: I don't. I don't know if I disagree. I don't think I do, but it's weird. You made the correct analysis, and Tom, I think you're on the same wavelength. Like lived experience is so different than learned experience. Tom, I'm sure there's a time where if someone handed you a four inch by two and a half inch black box and said, hey, every cool New York hardcore record is here, straight ahead, 12 inch, antidote seven inch. Everything. Right. Here you it go. Yeah, everything. Right. You're gonna be like, wow, let me charge this right now. Let me plug this in. How do I stick my Walkman into this thing? Um but then you think about like that first four years or so, even longer than that for a lot of us, where you're kind of like there's a part of you that's walking around in the dark and you're experiencing things and learning from it and falling over and going, oh, you know, like I, I don't have access to all these cool records. So I'm just kind of figuring it out. And like my experience with hardcore is based largely on what I'm able to go and see and what I'm able to go and do. Yo, in 2021, someone could love hardcore, be theoretically actively involved. And never have gone to a show in their hometown ever. And that's wild, right? 100% like, true.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you're in it, if you get, you know, this... Back in the day, they used to have these things called iPods. <laughs> oh, yeah. Way back. Um, that you could literally put your own music on there. Oh. Um, they're pretty wild. Stop not blowing my mind. I really wish... I can't find mine, but I would fucking kill to find mine because...
3: Yo, I got a last gen that's like box fresh sitting.
2: Woo. Wow, you're gonna be sitting on fucking I'm college
3: fucking, money. I'm a fucking millionaire,
2: but I hope, yeah. I mean, they'll never come back with those, but that was just the fucking way to, you know. Um, but I think if you got that filled with all the music, I feel like you'd forget, you'd miss stuff because it was so kind of disposable. And like, if you're hearing you know, antidote into side-by-side into this, into this, into this, into this. It's like everything's awesome. How do you, like, is everything your favorite?
3: Or is it all just disposable and you put it aside, especially when it's stuff that you're not going to see or is active living, breathing right now? Yeah, it's it's a question, and it's one of the things I think we talked about a lot early on was this idea of how different listening habits are. Mm. And how there's people right now where it's just like, you know, when we were talking about the comfort thing, just go listen to the whole minor threat discography. There's somebody who's going, yeah, I did that. What's next? W- yeah, sure. W- you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I think. And then
1: as we've talked about, yeah, you basically need some homer to give you bad information. It's important <laughs> that somebody... That when you say, what comes next, somebody says, oh, uh, y- you know, uh, Rotterdam's own straight jacket," And you go, really? That's what's next after?
3: <laughs> Minor threat? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they go, yeah, what are you, an idiot? And you <laughs> go, oh, uh, all right. You know what I mean? And that helps. Yeah, shape- it's like,
3: oh, I really like Cro-Mags. And uh, oh, what, what, well, you should check out, have you seen the band Boy Scouts? Check them out.
1: So I'm saying like, there's gotta be some, everybody has to have gaps and everybody has to have things that they think are more important than they are. And the reason for that is because we, y- y- there's no linear, there's no canon necessarily, right? There's no, um, or at least no, uh, what, what, what do, what are those people that educate other people? Teachers, teachers, the, yeah, the, teachers. The, uh, educators, what, 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 but what the curriculum, there's no curriculum for, for hardcore. So, it, you know it's good to have these th- these stupid notions, you know what well I mean? well, well,
3: you know what the thing is is that <clears throat> there ends up being uh, curriculums there ends up being canons in that way that we talked about, which is this like weird oral tradition, fucking hyper localized super specific if you're into this like yo when the dudes from youth of today were kind of canonizing first gen hardcore i'm sure there were dudes with back patches and butt flaps going yo motherfucker you don't even include the peace comp what's wrong with you you don't have the first golf. you know you, you don't have any of this international hardcore you don't have a discharge record in here like i know you motherfuckers know some of this shit what you're not saying that's important and so that kind of dispute or like the varying purview on what's canon and what's not are what makes some of this shit interesting and makes shit fun and cool to talk about. And the reason as we talk about that's good is all three of us come from really different versions of that. And uh, there's a lot of that that's shared and then a bunch that's not and creates interesting textures for us to talk about in the, in the difference, you know,
1: I would say that that's what creates the conversation with our listeners you know yes. like how many times do we get hit with emails tweets etc that 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 say you guys are fucking crazy you don't think the disenchanted is the best band of the 1990s and we're like what the fuck you know and, <clears throat> and, and it's but that shit's lit that somebody it, it has that type of you know that the blind spot to everything else that's fascinating
3: yeah oh yeah Oh, yeah, so um, and we and it manifests itself in all these different ways, and it's interesting, I mean, you know what? I think we're seeing it manifest itself differently to the younger generation, but in a way that we all understand and then start to question the relevance because we we come from this world where the the blind spots and the gaps and the differences of opinion come kind of from hyper local or regional or just like what group of people were you in with and what weren't you? You know what I mean? Yes. Whereas now I think we're seeing some of that stuff online or people who are growing up. It's not so much about hyperlocal, but literal distance from the thing, you know, like yo Fugazi got tracks, so they're going to have a place forever. But the further you get from that last Fugazi concert, and the further you get from the last time Fugazi was an active touring entity, the harder it is to like tangibly explain like why this was such a thriving breathing apparatus, not just like, yeah, cool band, check out the cool song. You know what I mean?
1: For sure. Uh, can I ask you guys a quick unrelated question? I, for sure. I I love the conversation. I love where we're going right now, but it it, got, it kicked something up for me that I saw earlier this week. Tom, you were never uh, given to religious belief, uh, but you were probably exposed to.
2: I mean, I was as a kid. You no, know, sure. I had to, you know,
1: uh, sure. But but, uh, Harry Krishna never appealed to you. Never. Okay. So love the music. Love the music as well. Now I was
3: fascinated by Krishna same, fascinated
1: but but not really interested not really interested in joining you know what right, not,
3: I was yeah. I was not interested in joining but I was curious about it and found the beliefs that really fascinating but it's it was more the I don't like groups so Yeah. Yeah that was the that was the big push off for me.
1: Now another big push push off and this is I I uh I was wondering uh because Bob, I know you were exposed, but I expect that Tom was probably handed literature pretty often. Uh, Did the, did the language ever push you away?
2: Like Sanskrit?
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Like, (laughs) like, okay. So I was reading about uh, uh, integral yoga, uh, supermind, right? It's a philosophy. I don't, but let me, I'm going to read the, this is the line that stuck out to me. Supermind. Uh, in it, it, whatever it's this one fellow's philosophy are you know it, 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 somebody's going to take issue with the way I pronounce this gentleman's name so I'm not even going to try supermind is the dynamic manifestation of the absolute and the intermediary between spirit and the manifest world which enables the transformation of common being into divine being now
2: I can yeah, in other I, yeah, words I
1: got yeah, right, like I, <laughs> we're all smart enough to parse those four commas and right, you'd
2: be like, but if you do this, you'll become a god. That's literally <laughs> what you said. Yeah,
1: but how alienating is the dynamic manifestation of the absolute and the yeah. intermediary between spirit and the manifest world, which enables the transformation of common being into divine being? Like,
3: which of course anthropocentric uh, uh,
1: falsehood that makes it, it's the oppressive hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you see uh, my parallel. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, th- this is a type of density which some people, I'm sure, find immediately appealing, and then other people it's like, it's a bit, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, college age people right now are very into theory and theory to me is straight torture because it, it, it revels in the academic version of this type of language, you know? And I was just wondering what you guys were thinking about, like w- when it came to things that people tried to get you interested in, whether that was religion or joining the army is, is, is the, is, did you ever feel like damn man if you just sold me this straight I might have been game
2: yeah I don't know I mean I, I I feel like if you look at any religion there's always some stuff you go I agree with that no uh-huh. but like even as a Christian it's like yeah but there's like as much stuff that you're like you know material goods don't matter or like X Y and Z there's just as much stuff that it's like kind of misogynist kind of shitty you know what I mean like yep. it's like I I just never found it interesting, like the idea of like to me, and this is going to sound really shitty, so I apologize to any Krishna folks that are in the audience. But to me, it always felt like a hard sell. Well, like, I mean, I feel like I'm in like a supermarket, and they're like, "You should get this one instead." Yeah, well, it's like it's it wasn't. It wasn't like, please just come and check it out. Yeah, no, like, I don't know if like maybe this is my own weird experience, but like I feel like Christian. Well, maybe Christians—I don't know. New York Catholics aren't giving you the hard sell why you should come to church on Sunday. Well, or when you're there, they're not like giving you like you should try this this bean dip.
1: So, <laughs> I mean, think about it's—it's it's a bit of a hard sell anyway. It's like, hey, hey, nineteen-year-old, uh, don't fuck or or eat onions. You know, like that—that's it's—it's uh, it's tough. You know, it's an uphill battle. I think uh, as a sales pitch, regardless. <laughs> Yeah, but
2: I feel like that's one of the things that it's going to be very difficult for nineteen-year-old Tom to be like. You know what? I don't think I'm interested. I'm going to get it. No, no, no. And like, it's it's going to be a thing to try to get out the door. Oh, that's like, you know, I, I avoid I avoid stores that give me that vibe. I'm not going into a fucking temple that gives me that
1: vibe. You know what? Good call. Although, I think I would like to eat some. Uh, krishna food i'm going to look up oh. while we're talking i'm oh, going yes. to look up where the temple is in los angeles
3: there's got to be a good temple in los angeles the, yeah we will get john joseph on the phone yo go. the laguna beach temple you ever been there pat
1: i have n- oh uh it's really nice no i think i've been to I one mean, it's
3: like two blocks from um from uh taco loco oh
1: so uh, it's really Bob, nice. why don't you give, why not you not you give me your list of shit to do in santa barbara i think i'm going tomorrow
2: Oh, okay. I'll hit you. What trip. a life. What a fucking life this guy has. Let you ever uh, tell you a story? So like yeah, um, in, God, I don't even know. 1994, 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, shelter, snap case, sick of it all at uh, the Limelight in Manhattan. Right. And uh friend of mine, we're young, you know, uh, gets cornered. Well, not cornered, but strikes up a conversation with Ray. Yeah. Ray a black-haired
3: sells, flamenco dancer, yeah,
2: yes. Ray sells him. You know, I was talking about the, um, the, the, the. What's, what's the book? Bhagavad For, Gita. Bhagavad Gita. I was like, not the message of the Bhagavad, yeah. but so, sort of. So he's like telling you know, trying to get my friend to buy the Bhagavad Gita, and he sold it to him with the. And he goes, I mean, well, he's like, it's a shelter tour diary.
0: Yeah. Oh. And my
2: friend was like, "Well, in that case, here's ten bucks, or whatever it was." <laughs> And he made it, and then a the guy brought it home. He's like, they "Didn't even mention shelter once?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yo, kudos. That's that's a pretty good ruse, I think.
2: That's um, a hustle. But I feel like if I'm on like in the like the temple down on like Skimmerhorn Street in downtown Brooklyn, like I'm fighting for my life to get out of there because the, the hard cells are going to be coming from everywhere.
3: Yo, you're not wrong. The hard cell is not. I don't that doesn't appeal to me in the slightest, right? Yeah,
2: like, like yeah, I'm just looking at a TV. I'm not trying to like when I want to buy it, I'll find you.
3: So for me, Sorry. I only knew a few people who were Christian, but like it was big in my town actually, uh, for you know, a generation and a half older than me. You know, like I was probably thirteen and not yet into punk and hardcore, but Ray like like I got into hardcore like the next year. But Ray did a spoken word thing at this dude's apartment in Brick. And, wow. uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, um, because the dude who lived there was a devotee and there was a bunch of devotees. And it wasn't – so that's the difference I think. Like where I was, I would see devotees at the health food store and I knew a couple or I knew a couple people who were at least like interested in – krishna consciousness and uh and the one person who i knew who was like an acquaintance's older sister was really cool about it and wasn't wasn't a pusher and it was so it was fascinating but that's why like there was no hard sell so some of the more jagged corners weren't weren't there in my face you know the like right oh there's some weird p- commentary on women and Yo, the people I knew, and then even as I got older, especially the people in New Jersey who I knew, yo, they weren't about that life. You know, like uh, most of the people, there was a, a lot of female Krishna uh, devotees that I knew, or, or at least people who were in the religion. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting to think about that and try to like how would, would that float in 2021 in the hardcore world. Like, it just feels like there's no chance.
2: Am I wrong? I wouldn't, I would think you're right. I don't think that's ever going to happen.
3: No. And it was like widespread, it was everywhere, right?
2: And especially we, then.
3: Yeah. Unavoidable. You were
2: getting into art because you were fucked up.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you shout, were
2: looking to be tethered to anything.
1: Shout that, out to yeah. the kid that I saw at the co op in San Diego the other day uh, who had. A, a little Krishna uh, rat tail uh, had was wearing a shelter shirt and had a, a, a... That was you. This is a total throwback. Had a statement oh. tattoo. Wow. It, wow. He, he was a true throwback.
3: That's amazing. Somebody,
1: somebody knows him. Tell him we gave him a shout out. Although he was hanging with a dude who looked so much like just... You, you know those memes where... It's it's like you and your friends don't got shit in common, but you but you like hanging out. Sorted memes. It's he was with just like a buff surf guy that looked like he owned a a, a, like a landscaping business. Okay,
3: I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not ruling. Maybe that's the dude from Statement in 2020.
2: There you you go. Um, Maybe I was patting himself in the refrigerator reflection. I didn't realize. Yeah,
3: that's 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 Perthy Pat. That's Pat Perthy Pat 2024. Shelter shirt. Uh, yo, thank you everybody
2: hey, hey, before you go anywhere We have another premiere for you This is a song called Tribulations by Become One Long Island OGs um, It's coming from their forthcoming uh, EP called Substance Which is coming out on Friday, August 6th um, On our pals New Morality Zine Records um, Their record release show is this Sunday, August 8th at Type- With Typecast, Draw the Line, Warehouse, and Flatline at Abneyville Music Hall. Shout out to Abneyville Music Hall. Doing great things for Long Island Hardcore. So check it out. This is Become One Tribulations from the EP, Substance.